so yeah, this is one half of the TNT podcast uh, to Lorian. And uh, for the record, we are going to be talking about the George Floyd situation uh, in episode 11. Uh, so we got a lot of things to talk about. But, you know, for the record, this is episode 10. But uh, yeah, we're going to be discussing all of that. But, you know, we got to get into a deep dive conversation about it. So just letting y'all know, we're going to bring it up on the next episode. But uh, what about you, Tim? You got anything you want to say? Yeah, we just we just want to let y'all know that everything that's uh, transpired in the past week or so um, hasn't gone ignored. We are definitely going to discuss it. Um, episode 10 was actually recorded prior to a lot of the events that have taken place. And uh, we definitely just don't want anyone to think that we aren't paying attention to all of the problems that have been going on and the injustices and, uh, you know, our people trying to fight for equality. And we just want to let y'all know that we are um, we are in support of everyone that's out there, whether you're black or white, whatever color you are, uh, we are in support of everyone that's fighting for equality. So we just wanted to you know, just throw this piece in here real quick to let y'all know that we are going to be discussing it um, in the upcoming episode. So uh, we just appreciate y'all for listening and, you know, hopefully y'all enjoy episode 10. And yeah. There it is. TNT. 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 Yo, welcome to episode 10. Oh my God, I said 10. Welcome to episode 10 of the TNT Podcast. This is Timothy, one half of the TNT Podcast. And I got my brother here with me. I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce himself. Hey, yes, this is Talorian. This is episode 10 of the TNT Podcast. Man, so glad we're here, bro. Oh, man, I am extra excited. I'm so excited. We, we got here way faster than what I thought. Um, and, you know, we got we got so much more to give. But, man, yeah, this is this is episode 10. You know, I just want to welcome everybody to episode 10. I want to just uh, say thank you to everybody who's been uh, listening since episode one. Uh, we greatly appreciate everyone's support, everyone that's been sharing, everyone that's been uh, following um, we love every single one of you and we just want to continue to give y'all and bring y'all great content and yeah, man, episode 10, man. Yeah, man. Yes, yes, yes. I think you said that perfectly, bro. Yeah. I'm just, I'm appreciative of all these great people, uh, still listening since the first episode for sure. So yes, bro. Uh, I really been feeling the love, bro. It's amazing. Yeah, same here. I've been I've been feeling the love too, and oh uh, man, it's like you said, man. We just got to remain consistent, and I think we're we're going to be able to remain consistent without any problem. Uh, me and you can make a conversation out of anything, and I think that's something that's special that we have. Um, so yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. It's going to be the ten year anniversary for a lot of albums that came out uh, mm-hmm. in two thousand ten. I think two thousand ten was was an amazing year. For music um oh, for sure great amazing year um i don't know who who do you want to who do you want to start with because man we got we got a couple of things that we got to run through so i don't know where do you want to start with this uh shoot i shoot we can low-key start like you want to do mixtapes too because i, I kind of i got some mixtapes too in my head 
that I'm Ooh. thinking about. Um, yeah, we could, we could start there. Let's go. So uh, I think I think the J. Cole Friday Night Lights mixtape is probably one of the greatest mixtapes I've ever heard. Honestly, I think that's the best project J. Cole has ever came out with. And I and I know people say Forest Hill Drive. I think I think Friday Night Lights is better than that album. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a really crazy time in life. It was just what tenth grade. That was a really great body of work by J. Cole. And uh, yeah, man, I, I've just I've lived with that mixtape for a while. It's like even to this day, I still gotta listen to it because it gives me it's a nostalgic feeling like feeling that I'm getting when I'm uh when I'm playing that mixtape and it it honestly didn't even feel like a mixtape it felt like an album and uh because it was just that good and so uh yeah I don't know what what you what, what how did you feel about Friday Night Lights when you first heard it uh it's funny that you wanted to start here with J. Cole Jermaine Cole um <laughs> No, Friday Night Lights is is 100% a classic. I think it's a classic. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely my favorite project by J. Cole, and it's sad that it's a mixtape because Mm -hmm. J. Cole hasn't done anything to live up to that. And, yeah, yeah, I said it. I'll repeat what I just said. Man, you know what? Honestly, I I, I agree with you. I mean, people are going to hate what I'm saying, but honestly, I don't think none of his albums has, like, touch that mixtape that's why i said it's funny that you wanted to start here but yeah there, there's a lot of classic material on that album um uh yeah i think i was a sophomore in high school when i first heard that mixtape this was around the time when wayne was considered to be like the best rapper ever and mm-hmm. i just remember people telling me that j cole was whack and j cole wasn't going to be around and lil wayne was the guy and blah 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 Mm-hmm. And um, I remember, I remember playing Friday Night Lights a whole, whole lot, uh, especially that Two Face record. I think that that last verse on Two Face is probably, to this day, probably my favorite J Cole verse ever. Because um, I think, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I think he got off on that song, and I really think in that last verse, it, it kind of sounded like he was about to cry on that verse that he was going so damn hard. Yeah. Um, what other records are on there? That, that that's the one. That, uh, premeditated murder is on that. Uh, mine, two, mine was uh, I think the uh, my I, a song that I just continuously play is the too deep for the intro. It's something about that song with the with the sped up. Didn't you know by Erica Badu him rapping over that? It's something about that record that just does something to me. Oh yeah, that that's the that was the perfect intro for a project too yes um yeah so premeditated murder was one of my favorite ones i really liked uh sea world where he was rapping over that tupac uh oh, sample man. i thought that yeah. was dope yeah yeah that was fire that i was thought fire. that was dope um, um what other records were on there uh I, I like the the you got it record with uh with wale i thought that was fire oh yeah yeah that was dope yeah so that yeah. was that mixtape was that mixtape is Probably a mixtape I will forever listen to, like forever. Facts. And, you know, I, like I said, it's funny that you want to start here because I know a lot of people are, are probably mad about our take on him not releasing 
anything as good as that since then. So just a little bit of backstory on um, Friday Night Lights. Uh, I remember when he did his interview with The Breakfast Club and he was explaining because they asked him why he made the Let Nas Down record. And he was explaining that at the time, uh, Jay-Z and Rock Nation didn't want to put any music out uh, by J. Cole because he didn't have a big radio record. Like he didn't have a a mainstream record at the time. And Mm -hmm. he was explaining that he had to sacrifice a lot of his, uh, a lot of his material um, to put it on that Friday night, uh, Friday night lights mixtape and put it out for free because Mm -hmm. they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't let him uh, put it out on an album, which is kind of sad because now when you look at the landscape of hip hop, we're kind of getting back to lyrics and concepts and, and songs with meaning. So I feel like if Friday Night Lights were to come out now as an album, or if, or if he had the opportunity to put out Friday Night Lights now as an album, it would, it, you know, his his catalog would be so much better because oh, facts, facts on top of facts. Right. And and at that time in 2010, we were coming on, it was like the, the tail end of you needing to have a big record because, you know, streaming services weren't out then people weren't streaming music and all that type of stuff. So you still needed to have big records and big songs with other big artists to, to kind of, you know, get to the top. And man, it, it just, it just, it really just sucks that like looking back on it now that he had to, he had to put that out as a mixtape, man, that sucks. Yeah, I remember hearing, uh, I remember watching that J. Cole interview on The Breakfast Club, and I was like, man, I wish Friday Night Lights came out as an album, because that would have been, honestly, his classic to me. Like, that would have been the perfect album. Like, just every song on there for me is just, that album or that mixtape just flows well. And just, he's just as lyrical as I want to hear him, because honestly, like, like we, me and you have been talking about when it comes to J. Cole albums, I just be like, eh. But when he features, he snaps, and I just be like, I need you to snap on an album how you snapping on features. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I I agree 100%. You know, and and look, I'll I'll be the one to take the hate on the TNT podcast. I'll tell you right now, I haven't heard. I, me personally, I haven't heard a verse as good as that Two Face verse. It's mm-hmm. been it's been ten years. It's been ten mm-hmm. years, man. Yep, and I'm, I'm behind you, bro. And uh, you know, people gonna come for us when it, when it comes to this J Cole topic when they hear this. So I already I already know it's coming, but uh, I'm sticking by what I'm saying because I've just because I've expressed to people what I feel about J. Cole. Like, I was like, I'm a big J. Cole fan. I even seen him live when he did the uh, KOD album. Uh, I Like, the KOD tour or whatever. I went on, I went to that concert because I just wanted, I, I just felt like J. Cole was on the bucket list for me to see because I had been a fan for a while. And, uh, but yeah, like, and it's just songs here and there that I like, you know, on different albums. But yeah, just as far as the lyrical hunger that I've been wanting to hear from J. Cole. I just feel like I haven't gotten it. But I feel like I get it on mixtapes. It's just like if he stops an album, if he does, uh, it's like if he does an album and he does a mixtape, uh, it's like the mixtape is always way more lyrical and insane than the album that he dropped. So 
but that's my piece on J. Cole as far as uh that mixtape. Um I don't know what's up, what's another album or mixtape or something that, that you just thought was really, really great. I just wanted to, to real quick on the J. Cole thing. Um a lot of people I think it's funny because a lot of people try to say that J. Cole is uh fake deep. Like he's a fake deep rapper. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> oh Lord. And I, yeah. I just I just thought that was funny. I just wanted to point that out. But uh no, yeah. um yeah, Friday Night Lights is classic. Salute to J. Cole. Uh we will have a J. Cole episode is coming because we do need to talk about his career. So we'll we'll get to that in a you know at another time. For but sure. For sure. um I believe Cushion Orange Juice came out in 2010 as well, right? Yes, it definitely did. Um definitely I did. I have a lot of memories with with Cushion Orange Juice. Um, that was, I think I was late on Wiz Khalifa too. I'm gonna be honest with you because I think the first project that I heard by Wiz Khalifa was, oh, I think it was a mixtape with Currency. And it was one I'm of the surprise. That's like one of his best friends when it comes to music and making songs. Yeah, I think it was one of the mixtapes with Currency, but no, um. Cushion OJ, that was that was Wiz Khalifa when Wiz Khalifa was Wiz Khalifa. Cause now I feel like Wiz yeah. Khalifa is just on some other shit. I don't know what Wiz Khalifa's doing now. I get I guess he kind of crossed over and and started making like pop rap, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was that was Stoner Wiz Khalifa. I don't even have the track list in front of me. I just remember uh, Mesmerized being one of my favorite records. He had the song on my there. Favorite. That's my favorite song on that mixtape. Mesmerized. He had the record on there that he sampled um, a Final Fantasy. Uh, he sampled a, fi- a song off of Final Fantasy. I think it was Never Been, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I remember listening to that record a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. He had a record on there with Big Crit and Currency that I like too. Uh, Glass House. Mm-hmm. I think it was Glass House. Mm-hmm. That Man. was that was one of my favorite records, but yeah, I definitely think Cushion OJ is a is a classic. And I'll tell you right now, I never would have thought that Wiz Khalifa would be as big as he is. Whenever mm-hmm. I first heard that project, same, same. I yeah, I I never imagined. It's so crazy what's happened between in this ten years. Like man, it's like these artists are bigger. It's, it's insane. Like some might not be as big, but it seemed like a lot of them are bigger now. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to Wiz Khalifa. Um, I really want to have a conversation about um Nicki Minaj's Pink Friday album. Mm, yeah, I, I had that down as the the a ten year anniversary. Yeah, what did you think about that one? I liked the album, and, and I thought it was really interesting. I didn't notice this until not too long ago. That album came out the same day as Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yo, that you know what? That makes so much sense because I was watching an interview of Nicki Minaj, and uh, she was saying something about her and Kanye's album coming out. She was like, my album ended up being number two. They was like, wait, who was number one? It was like, oh, Kanye. She was just like, oh, it had to be Kanye that beat me, number one. I, I'm sorry, but 
Yeah, Pink Friday was great. <laughs> that was a great album, but it, it wasn't gonna beat my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. There's no way. Yeah, we'll 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 talk about Dark Twisted Fantasy in a second, but um yeah. I just thought that was crazy that it came out on the same day. But I, I was looking at the, the the track list of this album and Pink Friday, it, it was a good album, but I have a question. It might mm-hmm. be a hot take. Does Pink Friday or is Pink Friday a classic? Because mm. and, and when, I, when I'm saying a classic, I mean I, I mean just there was a lot of big records. It, it commercially commercially the album did great, and it really kind of put Nicki Minaj in a place where we're looking at her as a legendary, you know, a legendary female rapper. So. Um, and I mean, you have to really think about it. She had Eminem on it. She had Kanye on it. She had mm-hmm. Rihanna on it. Mm-hmm. Um, she had she had a lot of a lot of big people, man. She had a lot of big people on her mm-hmm. first album. So Drake was on there. Yep, Drake. Drake was on Moment for Life. Um, yep. So yeah, do you think that this album is going to be looked at, or is it already looked at as a classic? I think so, bro. And if we're going to be completely honest, I mean, which, you know, I I always am when it comes to music. Um, Pink Friday and Pink Print are like my only, the only albums I like by Nicki Minaj. So I'm going to say Pink Friday is probably a classic with some big records like Your Love, uh, Moment for Life, uh, Roman's Revenge. Like it was some big records on. I'm I'm probably just say it's a classic. Like it's her debut album. I I would probably say that album is a classic. I don't know. You 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 classify it as a classic? Man, when I when I look at the when I look at the track list, I think so. I want to say it is, man. When I look at the track list, I want to say it is because we're talking Roman's Revenge with Eminem. Did it mm-hmm. on him was a huge song. Yep, right Radio. through me. Yeah, yep. right through me was a huge song. Um, I like the Save Me record. Moment for Life was a huge song. Your uh, love Blazing with Kanye. Yep. Um, Your love. Fly with album. Rihanna. The whole album was fire. I, I like. That's all I said. That's my favorite Nicki Minaj project. And honestly, the things in between that I didn't really like. And I like Pink Print. But uh, I don't. I think print. I think pink print was good, but I don't know if it was a classic. But honestly, if I'm gonna just stamp a classic for Nikki, it's going to be Pink Friday for me. Man, she had suits on that uh, album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, that that's probably the that's probably the album that I would just I would I would stamp that as a classic for Nikki. That's honestly for me her only classic. So when we when we look when we look at Nicki Minaj's career, when she first dropped this album, because again, going back to what I said a minute ago, this was this was at a time when you need you kind of needed to have big records, you kind of needed to have mm-hmm. big artists on your on your songs. Because I remember a time where I was thinking to myself that Nicki Minaj wasn't going to be around for very long, and obviously I was proven wrong. So. Mm-hmm. When you first heard Nicki Minaj, did you think she would still be here today? Because she's 10 years in. She's now considered a veteran. 
She's no longer mm-hmm. a new artist. Um, she's she's one of our and, and you know what's crazy to me is I think she should be up there when we speak of J. Cole, Kendrick, Drake. Like she should be, I think, me personally, she should be in that first tier. And I don't mm-hmm. know why people don't think of her. I guess it may be because she's a woman. I think she should mm-hmm. be in that first tier. So I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is did you did you see her trajectory going the way that it went? Because she's she man, she's still here. It's ten, we're ten years in, and she's still here. Exactly. Um, mm, honestly, going off of her first album, I was like, she might be here for a while. Like she might be. I was like, if she's this consistent, she's probably going to be out for a minute. And yeah, she's proven it, bro. Like. Even if you don't, even if you're not a Nicki Minaj fan, like it's, I mean, she's still here. Like, even like I, I know people that don't like Nicki Minaj at all. Like they don't like her music at all. But hey, she's proven to still be here to this day. Like you don't even have to be a fan. You just gotta give credit where credit is due. Like I'm not the biggest Nicki Minaj fan, but uh, I can. I liked her first album. Like her first album to me is a classic, and uh. But yeah, like there's there's songs off of each album that I like, but yeah, her first album is a classic. And uh yeah, I didn't I I was kind of half and half. I was like, she's probably gonna she's probably gonna be here for a while uh, when it comes to the rap game, like cause the way this first album sound. But uh, I was just like, we just gotta keep listening. But uh yeah, she's actually shocking me more than I thought as far as being in the game this long. So yeah, it, it, it actually kind of shocked me. So I saw, I keep seeing on the internet and yeah, so I'm going to just say, I keep seeing on the internet where people are making the comparison between Wayne and Jay. And I know you've probably seen this where they'll ask the question and they'll say, who introduced better artists to us? And they'll have Wayne, they'll have Wayne with Drake and Nicki, and they'll have Jay with Rihanna and Kanye. Oh, (laughs) I really, I really, while we're on this Nicki Minaj conversation, I thought it was good to have this conversation because I'm interested to see what what you think about that because I already kind of have an idea of what I think. Actually, actually, I'm gonna go with Jay because. Maybe because I'm just a, a big fan, because I I love Nicki. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, I love Nicki's first album, and I like Nicki as like she seems like a cool person or whatever. And I'm a so I guess you could say I'm a semi Nicki Minaj fan, but I'm not a huge fan. But I'm I am a big Drake fan, but um, I'm a bigger Kanye and Rihanna fan. Honestly, so I'm gonna say Jay on this one because, well, first of all, I don't care what people say, but Jay is better than Lil Wayne. Uh, and then, yeah, and then Kanye and Drake, and yeah, and then, yeah, I don't, well, not trying to compare, but Kanye and then Rihanna, yeah, I, I think, I, and then Rihanna is just ridiculous when it comes to music, like. Rihanna has way more consistent albums, like good albums, because there's not. 
I don't really like Nicki Minaj's discography, honestly. So there's like maybe two good albums. And then Drake's discography is actually pretty good. It's decent. It's really good, actually. And then he just has a crazy amount of hit songs. But then for me, Kanye has like five classics. And then Rihanna has a good maybe four or five classic albums. So I'm going to give it to Jay on this one. Yeah, this one this one was real difficult for me. Um, but I, I, I ended up on Jay too. But again, a lot of people are going to think that I landed on Jay because I'm biased. But... Mm-hmm. I the way the way I looked at it was if we're if we're um if we're trying to say who out of the out of the the choices were better I'm going to go with Rihanna and Kanye because I feel like mm-hmm. while Drake is a bigger artist than both Kanye mm-hmm. and Rihanna I mean no there's no bigger artist than Drake I feel like Nicki Minaj doesn't really, you know, kind of mm-hmm. hold up to. I mean, it, I, I guess it would be different if it was Wayne and Drake versus Kanye and Rihanna, but I feel like Nicki Minaj doesn't really have, you know, the the influence and you know star power to kind of go against Kanye and Rihanna. And no, you don't. Sorry. For, for that yeah. simple reason, for that simple reason, I'm going with Jay, mm-hmm. but. At the same time, Nikki, Nikki and Drake, man, like Wayne, Wayne did, you know, I mean, he did in, in, something incredible. I mean, something incredible, something that I feel like will never be done mm-hmm. again, which was yeah. bring us Drake and Nikki. So I'm not trying to take anything away from what Wayne did, but mm-hmm. Rihanna is just a force and Kanye influenced. Yeah one of the, you know, one of the people that's going against the two people that you had, you know, I mean, it, I mean, Drake was influenced by Kanye. So, I mean, yeah, that's why exactly. I'm saying like, I got to, I'm going to have to go with Jay on that, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to ask you that because I thought it was interesting because I keep seeing that online. Yeah. And- yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree because I think, I think Wayne's, I think Nikki and Drake uh, are Wayne's best investments and Rihanna and Rihanna and Kanye has been like Jay's greatest investment. Almost like Eminem with 50 Cent. I feel like 50 Cent is the his greatest investment if we talking about money-wise and just being a huge artist. I think 50 Cent has been Eminem's greatest investment. Yeah, I agree with that. I can agree but with yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, I... um. I fuck with Pink Friday. Um, it's a great album. Uh, Recovery came out in 2010 as well, and I wanted to ask you where do you where do you rank Recovery on Eminem's catalog? Hmm, that's a good question because I actually really liked Recovery, and but I don't know because. For me, those those first three albums of Eminem are just classics. So, and then you have what Relapse? You have you then you have uh, on well, you have Encore, you have Relapse, you have because his first three albums are classics: Slim Shady LP, Marshall Mathers LP, 
Eminem show. So I probably wouldn't. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't put Recovery over Eminem show, and I probably wouldn't put it over Marsha Mathers LP. I don't know where I would put that album as far as ranking. It it would probably be like his fourth or fifth best album, if I would have if I would have to say maybe. For me, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it ranks number. I'll probably say number four for me because I do think that Recovery was a good album. And for everybody that says that Eminem doesn't have any type of introspective content, uh, I would advise you to go listen to Recovery because he was very introspective on that album. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say it's it's ranked at number four behind um, the Eminem show because for me, my favorite Eminem album is the Marshall Mathers LP, then Slim Shady LP, then Eminem show. And then I'll say recovery after that. So it's number four. Um, yeah. yeah. For me. Yeah. Oh, you know, you know what? That's, that's a good order. That's a good order. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, recovery was a good album. The only problem that I had with it was the production. I feel like there was a lot of like pop sounding beats on there, but he was rapping his ass off the whole album. He was oh, rapping yeah. his ass off. Okay. Yep. 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 I agree. He was rapping his ass I off on the whole entire album. It's just the damn beats is is what I feel like. Because I remember when I first heard the album, I didn't really like it that much. But mm-hmm. I think what you have to do is you kind of have to listen to what he's talking about on the album. There's a lot of introspective stuff like on um, You're Never Over. I think You're Never Over is probably one of my favorite songs on that album because that, that's the record that he wrote about Proof. Uh, Rest in Peace to Proof. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So he was definitely introspective on that record. And then there was that one song, I think it was um cold wind blows oh no it wasn't cold I love it, was, it was um i love that song though i love that song yeah but i think it, i think it was talking to myself uh the song where he was talking about how he almost wanted to quit rap because he thought that lil wayne and kanye were so good that mm. he wanted he wanted to quit rap and i was just like damn like it's crazy that eminem is actually like saying that but yeah yeah, um, that's the it has not afraid on there, which was a huge record. Um, what's the the record with Lil Wayne that's on there? Uh, no love. Yeah, no love. That's you a like classic. I actually like no love. Honestly, I think that's when Lil Wayne raps his best, low key, because. I don't know. I'm I'm really I'm really picky when it comes to Wayne songs. It's like I don't like every little Wayne song. So I feel like somebody like Eminem kind of made him like, nah, I'm a, I'm gonna step my rapping game up. So I actually like that song. You like that song at all? Well, here comes the TNT hot take. I don't like either one of the Wayne and Eminem songs. I don't like Drop the World and I don't like No Love. Really? That's I'm surprised by that. I remember when that Drop the World song came out and everybody was going crazy. I think I was the only person that was like, I don't see it. I don't really like... Drop the World is okay to me, but uh, No Love. I like No Love. And it's funny, too, because I think Drop the World is on Rebirth, right? Yeah, that album is trash. Sorry. It's it's (laughs) great garbage. That album came out in 2010 as well. Exactly. Actually, I think... Rebirth and I Am Not a Human Being both came out 2010, I think. Yeah, I Am Not a Human Being came out too. Um, 
Sorry, both of those albums are trash. Damn. <laughs> Damn. I did not like neither one of those albums. I liked um I liked a couple of records on both of the albums. I think on Rebirth, I think I liked uh the On Fire song and that was it, which was one of the singles. But that that was like yeah. the only song that I liked. Yeah. Exactly. It was like two songs off of both of those albums, like two songs each and two or three. And after that, I was just like, all right, I can't do it. So question. Rebirth was the first time. In, in I guess, in mainstream, because I don't want to take anything away from Death Grips, um, was the first time in mainstream where a rapper kind of made like a rap well mm, never mind I take that back because LL Cool J did rap rock mm-hmm. so I take that back I was going to say what do you compare how do you compare that album to Jesus because a lot of people didn't like Rebirth and a lot of people didn't like Jesus at first but now a lot of people love Jesus so I was just going to I was just going to ask like why do you think people didn't like Rebirth, but they like Jesus? Because Kanye wasn't saying shit on Jesus either. I mean, I just think the production and just the way he put it together was better just when it came to Kanye. So I don't know. I, I definitely rather listen to that over the, the Rebirth album because it's just, I don't know if it was the production or yeah, Kanye wasn't really just saying a whole lot, but I don't know. Just it just sound Kanye sounded better to me. It's just I don't know if the way he was rapping or just the production with the rapping. And then I really liked New Slaves in uh Bound. Like I don't know. It that's a that's a tricky one. But I, I think Kanye executed it like his album better than Wayne did for some reason. I just I didn't really like Rebirth. I just didn't like it. Yeah, and I guess, I guess the reason why I wanted to ask that is because I feel like people just kind of forgot about that rebirth. And when they talk about like rock slash rap crossover albums, they usually talk about how Jesus was so innovative and it was so different and so creative. And I just always think, what about rebirth? What do people think about rebirth? But yeah, I don't really like rebirth that much either, to be honest. And then, and then it was probably also the way... Kanye's concert went with the album so it almost made the album better it's like so it was like stuff Kanye was doing on a creative level that was just it don't seem like Lil Wayne was really on so I don't know I, I give it to Kanye on that one yeah that that Jesus concert was fire I, I seen that shit and that was amazing it was it's probably one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Like he had he had fireworks, he had mountains opening up, Jesus came out, the damn stage was doing hydraulics and shit. That that shit was amazing. That was amazing. I'm so. still this day, I'm still jealous of everybody that went to that concert because I I didn't get to go. I, I man, I wanted to go to that so bad. But yeah, I I, I gotta give it to Kanye because he's just he just be on another level. He just creatively it's just insane yeah i feel like we got away from the recovery album uh i just want to kind of wrap that one up the recovery album it was good um yeah i said i rank it number four on my uh, on my list 
that's a good number. That's a good number. Uh, as far as order of Eminem, Eminem's great albums. Yeah, and I try to create scenarios in my head, like if if those three, those first three albums didn't exist, would recovery be considered Eminem's classic? And I think the answer would still be no. It's a good album, but it's not a classic. I'll have to come back to that one day. Yeah. Yeah. But um, before we get to my beautiful, dark, twisted motherfucking fantasy, I want to talk <laughs> about Thank Me Later because that I album... I was just about to say that album. I was just about to say it. Yeah, I want to talk about Thank Me Later because that album took and plays a big role I feel like on an important part of my life. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember that that album came out on June. I think it was June 15th, 2010. Mm-hmm. I know the exact date because Chris came over my house early in the morning and we went and we got, we went to target the target that we used to work at. And we went and we both got a copy at like, eight mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning and we were listening to it like all day for the rest of that day. I think I learned that whole album from top to bottom in like two days. Wow. Like that's how much I was listening to that album. And, you know, I really, I really want to talk about this album because I don't know if you watched the interview that Drake did with B dot and Elliot Wilson. Uh, uh, no, I need to. I actually need to go watch that. Yes, you definitely need to watch that interview. It's like a, it's like a one hour and thirty minute long interview, and he talks about everything. He talks about all his albums. He talks about the Pusha T beef. He talks about everything. So, shout out to B Dot mm-hmm. and um, Elliot Wilson on Rap Radar. Um, but yes, he he they asked him to rank or not really rank. They asked him what album he considers to be a classic and what album is his favorite album. And it's funny that he he didn't bring up Thank Me Later, but when he did bring up Thank Me Later, he actually said that it was his basically said it, he said it was his least favorite album because he said that when he went in to create that album, the label wanted him to make a big album with a lot of big names on it. That's why he has Jay Z, Alicia Keys, Kanye on the production, Swiss Beats, T.I., The Dream. So he said that he went in with the mindset to create a a big, a big, huge album. Because, again, like I said before, uh, in 2010, you needed those big records to 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 get. Mm -hmm. So I just thought it was it was interesting that he said that it was his least favorite album, because after Take Care comes a couple of songs off nothing was the same and then I'm going straight to Thank Me Later. I love Thank Me Later. And yeah. I feel like it's one of those albums on Drake's catalog that's forgotten. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about Thank Me Later. They don't listen to Thank Me Later. They don't there, there's a lot of great stuff on Thank Me Later. A lot of great stuff. Oh yeah that whole to me that whole album as a collective is just amazing. And I think it was like at least five or six of those songs that hit the radio. Yeah, it was Find Your Love. It was Shut It Down, um, Over. Um, what else is on there? 
fancy. Oh yeah, fancy. Oh, fancy. That that goddamn man. Swiss. Shout out to Swiss Beats for that, man. Both both yes, uh, the, the first beat and the second one. Shout out to Swiss Beats. Oh, miss me with uh with him and Wayne. Oh yeah, miss me miss me with him and Wayne. So yeah yeah that there's a lot of a lot of a lot of great stuff on that album, and yeah I just remember listening to that album every single day during the summer up until the point when Dark Twisted Fantasy came out. We'll get to that in a second. But my question, whole, yeah, my question is top. for you is, um, I know it's coming. Is it a classic? No, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say is it a classic. I was just gonna ask, um, same thing that I asked about Eminem. Where where do you rank Thank You Later on Drake's catalog? Because I, again, I think it's very very interesting that Drake kind of kind of put it on the bottom of his of of his catalog. Hmm. That's a good question because I like nothing was the same. Wait, mm, wait a minute. When nothing was the same, is that my favorite? I don't know. Cause I, I I'm trying to see. Do I put take care above nothing was the same? Because like, let me see. So Scorpion, I thought Scorpion was good, but it's not a classic. I didn't like views at all. I liked a few songs on there, but I didn't like the album as a whole. Uh, see, nothing was the same. Views was a terrible album. So honestly, I'm I'm honestly I'm putting "Thank Me Later" as like top three Drake albums, honestly. But I'm going to put it. I'm trying to see where I rank it in the top three, though. I'm trying to see: Do I put "Take Care" above "Thank Me Later"? Because I, I think I might put, it, it might be between th- take care, thank me later, and nothing was the same. So, oh, 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 and I'm I'm forgetting about the uh, what's the what's the other album? Um, so there's Scorpion Views, Take Care, Thank Me Later, Nothing Was the Same. Um, what was the other album? We're um, we're we're just looking at our, we're not talking. I'm not counting mistapes. No, 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 no. There's another album. Uh, uh, there's another album that's missing, though, that I'm not thinking of. If you're reading it's the like with, No, 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 no. It's the, it's the album with his... He looks like his dad with a mustache. It's an album. Uh, oh, More Life? That's a mixtape. No, wait, wait, was it More Life? More Life, yeah, More Life is a mixtape. You said all the albums. More Life is a mixtape. If you're reading this, is a mixtape. So Far Gone is a mixtape. Everything you said is right. They're all albums. Let me see. So, uh, so Drake's Drake's albums are Thank Me Later, Take Care, Nothing Was the Same, Views, Scorpion, and that's it. I thought that, so wait, no, wait, More Life. Was it called More Life? More Life was a mixtape. You remember when he put More Life out? And he was like, "Man, I'm trying to change things up, and I'm gonna call it a playlist." But it's a fucking mixtape. Like, like, cause More Life, oh, cause More Life had like free smoke on it and stuff. Yeah, that's not an album. That's a, it's a, a mixtape. <laughs> so I, the whole time I was thinking that was an album. Okay, so okay, cause Scorpion is there's some good songs, but it's not a it's not a classic, and then. Um, views. I didn't like it. There's like maybe four or five songs on there, and those were the songs that were on the radio. The rest of, the, and it might have been like two more songs I like. 
And but overall, the album wasn't good to me. And then, so thank me later to me is is top three. So I'm trying to see how I want to rank it. it. I might go. Do I want to put "Take Care" above "Thank Me Later"? I might put "Take Care" above "Thank Me Later." It. I'm trying to see is it number three or number two. It's like it's either going to be "Take Care," nothing was the same. "Thank Me Later," or "Take Care," "Thank Me Later," nothing was the same. I could have sworn you you were a big fan of "Nothing Was the Same." Nah, I think when I first heard it, I was just going off the hype, but it's some songs out there on there that I'm just like, mm. honestly, I think I'm gonna say nothing was the same was is is definitely gonna be probably number three, probably because I think Take Care and Thank Me Later are honestly his best albums. But then again, I like a lot of songs on Nothing Was the Same. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. This like this, this a hard one. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm this a hard easily one. putting take take care is my favorite Drake album, but uh Thank Me Later is coming right after that for me. Um I didn't that's what I think. I think so too. I think I think it's take care, thank me later, nothing was the same. Yeah, I I, I wasn't a huge fan of Nothing Was the Same. Nothing was the same has has a couple of well, yeah, it has a couple of songs that I like on it, but I wasn't I wasn't as big of a fan with of Nothing Was the Same. And it's funny because in that interview, he actually said that Nothing Was the Same is his best work. So I think wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's funny that he said that, but I just um thought it was crazy again that he put Thank Me Later um at the bottom of his list because that album is so good and there's there's a lot of good content on it, and it was such a big album. I just thought it was interesting that he put it at the bottom. But, yeah, going back to yeah. what I said, I, I used to listen to that album every damn day uh, in the summer of 2010. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an amazing album. And I never would have uh, thought – I mean, I knew that Drake was going to be a big artist from the beginning, but I didn't think that he was going to be what he is now. I did not think that – he was going to be like the biggest artist ever. Man. Man, oh man. But dude is huge, bro. Like he he's the biggest artist like in the world. Yeah, seems like. So, like him and Beyonce and yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, so salute to Drake. Oh, 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 oh question, question. Is Thank Me Later a classic? No. Thank Me Later is not a classic. Um, <laughs> no. So it's so take care of the classic. Yeah, just take care of classic. I think take care of the classic because so so actually since we're on this this subject, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's talk about this. We're gonna do it on TNT podcast because we're the TNT podcast. What makes an album a classic to you? Okay, so hmm. Wow. Okay, that's that's a really good question. So, I don't know. I guess because can we just go off of? I don't know if it, we go off a of buzz of an album. I don't know. I guess, I guess the way the uh, album changes and shifts culture, I guess you can say, is what to me makes an album a classic. And uh, 
I guess, make people talk. I guess, like, I guess when everybody's talking about it, because Take Care is definitely a classic. And um, it's like, I think that's where he won, like, his Grammy for Best Rap Album. And so Take Care is a classic because it almost, like, in the way that it shifted culture, it's like, Everybody was talking about that album like after listening to it. And it had a major effect on just music. And so there's some albums that are really good, but they're not classics. And so yeah, I I actually Thank Me Later is probably not a classic. It's a really good album, but it's probably not a classic. Like same like when we would always talk about Kendrick, like the way Good Kid, Mad City, and To Pimp a Butterfly shifted culture, it's like it's a classic, and I think that's what makes something a classic. It's like it's so many songs, even though there was great records on Drake's "Thank Me Later." I don't know, I don't know if it touched culture like it t- like "Take Care" did. So I think that's what kind of makes the album a classic the way it like moves and shifts the culture um but yeah i think take care honestly might be his only classic if we're uh, talking about classics i don't know what do you what makes an album a classic to you for me what makes an album a classic is is what you said part of what you said about it shifting the culture i think that's part of it but i also think while the album does have to shift the culture i do think that the music has to be great so the reason why hundred percent the reason why I think Take Care is a classic is because not only did that album shift the culture, but a lot of people didn't think that Drake was gonna be able to come back and do it again, like how he did it on Fake Me Later, but he came back and did it again, but he did it better. So what I mean by the music has to be great is on when you when you look at an album like uh take care not only mm-hmm. was the, the the rapping ability at a high level because he was rapping at a high level on that album it, it's how the album mm-hmm. is sequenced it's how the album comes together it's who who works on the album so when mm-hmm. you take a song like lord knows and you have rick mm-hmm. Ross on it and they're rapping over a just blaze beat that to me mm-hmm. is the epitome of music that's that that is music yeah. to me so you have Drake yeah. spazzing that, and that Lord knows that 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 Lord knows record is a top five Drake verse. I don't care what nobody says; it's a top five Drake verse. And mm-hmm. he's spazzing on a Just Blaze record because Jay because uh, Drake got a lot of the stuff that he does from Jay Z. So mm-hmm. I feel like that yeah. was calculated. And then you have a record where you have Wayne and Andre three thousand on the same song. That's a classic Ooh. moment. Exactly. That's a like that. <laughs> that's amazing, bro. And you know, you have you have a song like "The Ride," where that's a top five introspective record from Drake. Mm-hmm. I just feel yep. like all of that plays a part in making an album a classic. So not only does it have to shift the culture, but the music also has to be great. Like when we think about an album like Illmatic, Nas yes. was rapping over DJ Premier, Pete Rock. Uh, Q-Tip, 
Um, he had yeah. uh, the AZ on a, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he, he was, he put yeah. together a musical album. Like it was, it's a musical album and there's a, yeah, yeah. The lyrical content is just insane. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. Like that's what a classic is to me. Like the music, the way you're rapping and the music and the producer that you have is just amazing. Like, just like greatness. And uh, and I I feel like there's people out there calling albums classics that are not classics. They kind of throw the word classic around way too much. So right, it's, it's crazy. The word classic gets thrown around like a piece of bacon. But take care to me. Mm-hmm. Is Drake at his peak lyrically, artistically? And I think he just was maybe at a point in his life where he was starting to adjust and get accustomed to being a superstar. So that that's the reason why his content back then was a lot better than what it is now. Because now Drake just sounds lazy, to be honest. And it's funny because... Mm-hmm. A lot of people used to say the same thing about Jay, that Jay became lazy. And mm-hmm. I really think that, you know, if, you know, if Drake were to get inspired, you know, and, and I, we, we've had this conversation before. I think that Drake has the ability to drop a classic album, but he's going to have to let go of the singing stuff. If Drake were to go in the studio, make a 12 song rap album and have 40 produce all the beats, I can tell you right now it's going to be, it's probably going to be a classic. Yeah. Yep. It's probably going to be a classic. So, yep. yeah, that, that's where I'm at with it. I love Think Me Later, though. Think Me Later is still one of my favorite Drake albums. I still listen to that album. I still listen to Light Up. I think Light Up is, I think Drake snapped on that. Um, mm-hmm. he, snapped, he snapped the yep. whole album. The Resistance. Yeah. Yep. Um, that that whole album is 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 still going to be in my rotation, and that and that's the thing about classics and all of that. It's like something could be it could something could not be a classic, but you could still enjoy it and bump that album forever. Like it's albums that are not classics, and I'm gonna be living with those albums forever. Like they they're gonna be a part of like it's gonna be the music I listen to, and I'm just not gonna stop listening to it. It's just gonna be a great forever a good album and it's just like even though if, even though it's not a classic yeah so I think people think like yeah I think you can like somebody's whole discography and it only be like two classics but you like there's still these are still good albums so yeah but yeah shout out to Drake uh, yeah Thank Me Later was, was really really good uh, I don't know do, do you want do you want my beautiful dark twisted fantasy to be the the last thing uh you wanna yeah because i I forgot that um teflon dawn also came out in 2010 and i really just want to touch on that album too because i feel like that album to me was really Mm -hmm. like damn near a perfect album and we're gonna have to have an episode one day on rick ross because i'm tired of people disrespecting rick ross rick ross has one of the best catalogs in hip-hop i don't give a shit what anyone says i don't care what anybody says yes i don't you know what People not really people don't really give Rick Ross his props like they should. And it seemed like I it's like even when he drops a great album, 
a really good album. It's like people not still not giving him his just due. Like, and uh, yeah. I agree. We definitely got to talk about Rick Ross on the episode for sure. Yeah, because looking at this damn Teflon Don tracklist, man, I'm not a star. Freemason with Jay Z, and and I'm gonna tell you right now, Tears of Joy is one of the greatest mm-hmm. rap songs ever. I don't care what anybody says. That yeah, Rick Ross. When it comes to production, him working with the Justice League, man. Man, yeah, it's ridiculous. The the track list is is ridiculous. Like, like I said, Tears of Joy, Live Fast, Die Young with Kanye, BMF for Styles P, Aston Martin music, Lord Jesus, classic, classic song, classic video, Lord Jesus, MC Hammer with uh, Gucci Man, yeah, Teflon Don is uh, what is it's yeah, classic. He yeah, he did that, bro. He did that. He bodied. Teflon Don. That it's an amazing fucking if if you are listening to this podcast right now and you haven't heard any Rick Ross album, listen to Teflon Don. That is an amazing but you know what's crazy? Rick Ross is the only person. And let me just let me just think for a minute because I want to be accurate whenever I say this. I think Rick Ross is the only person that we have in our generation that has worked in mainstream hip hop that has worked with both Jay-Z and Nas. Facts. I don't think anybody I think else, that might be I think that might be facts. I don't think anybody else has worked with both Jay and Nas. I mean Wayne Kanye, I guess you could say. Uh yeah, I guess I guess Kanye has. What what Oh yeah, because Nas was on um he was on We Major. You're right. He was on We Major. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So other than Kanye, Rick Ross is the only person that's gotten the the OG stamp from Nas and Jay. And when when I say work with them, I mean Nas is on three Rick Ross projects and Jay is on three Rick Ross projects. So exactly that, that, that don't happen a lot. Yeah, that doesn't happen a lot. So if anybody, uh, we need to, we need to give, we need to start having conversations about Rick Ross and where he stands in hip hop because he's, he's an OG at this point. Yeah, man. Rick Ross is a great rapper, bro. Like, and I, they not give, I don't know. They, they ain't been giving him his flowers. Don't feel like, Oh yeah, he definitely sounded like he was disappointed on that "What's Free," on, uh-huh. on that "What's Free" verse. Whenever he said, I can't remember how he said it, but he said it's been over ten years and I'm still nobody's favorite. Oh yeah, he has. Oh, I remember. You, you know what? I hear that, bro. It's like I never hear people say Rick Ross is like his their favorite. It's like he's always one of the favorites, but he's never the number one favorite. To a lot of people, yeah, he has. He has a song on his album that came out last year called "Nobody's Favorite," and it's hard. Yeah, and yep. Rather, um, rather you than me. That's one of my favorite. That album came out the same year that 444 and All American Badass came out. That was a top three project. Man. 
Yep. So, yeah, mm-hmm. man, Teflon Don, Teflon Don is is one hundred percent a classic. That was one of the best albums to come out in two thousand ten. Flawless, for sure. Uh, flawless track list. Uh, salute to Rick Ross. Um, yeah. Um, and then yeah, I guess we can get to the finale. Uh, oh yeah, let's talk about it. So let's talk about it. The the album that a lot of people have been going back and forth on as far as it being the greatest album that was released in the past 10 years is my mm. dark twisted fantasy. And the other one that they mentioned is to pimp a butterfly. Ooh, bruh. Honestly, those two albums are up there for me. Those, those are the greatest. Those might be the, the best albums to come out of the decade. Like, those yeah. those are probably my top two albums. They're in the top five. Those are my probably my top two, honestly. Um, those albums are incredible. And then and it's funny because when I was looking up albums for the past uh like for like the 10-year anniversary of like of these albums, Kanye, my my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was like number one on greatest albums of the it was like number one on multiple things it was like complex and all of these other sites i was just like that album was that album was really that big so let's let's get into this one let's let's definitely get into this one yeah so so leading leading to this album uh before it came out it was it was an epic 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 situation because this goes back to good fridays and I feel like a lot of people forgot about Good Fridays and a lot of people don't even really know what Good Fridays was. So Good Fridays was every Friday up until the release of Dark Twisted Fantasy, Kanye and Good Music would release songs where all of Good Music would be on the song. So he released the record Good Friday that had Big Sean, I think uh, Pusha T was on it, Side of Prince was on it. And then he released um, one of my favorite songs and one of my one of the songs that I think is is underrated, and I think it should have been on the regular version of Dark Twisted Fantasy, was uh, Christian Dior Denim Flow. That song is. I love that song. That song is ridiculous. That song should have been on the album, so I was disappointed whenever I didn't see that on there. Um, he came out with uh, Christmas in Harlem and Chain Heavy. Mm-hmm. So, Good Fridays, man. There, there was a moment there before. I think uh, it was before Life of Pablo came out where he kind of started that up for a minute, but then he stopped. And I don't know, Mm -hmm. I don't know why he stopped doing that, but that good Fridays thing was like, I remember like waiting every Friday to see like what song was going to be released. I even remember the day I went out and got the album. It was November 22nd. It was fucking like 12 degrees outside. I think it was like we were out of school that week, I think, because it was like frozen or whatever. But I went my ass to Target and I got that damn album. I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Dark Dark Twisted Fantasy is, to me, one of, the, one of the greatest hip-hop albums, one of the greatest musical albums. One of the... It, uh. He put out one of the greatest visuals of all time. With this album, I could go. I could go on all day talking about this album. To be honest, this album was just like, oh, it's just like this album did everything for me, bro. Like, it it was just, I was like, he's 
he's making music at such a high level. Like, is he going to top? It's like, I don't know, like, when people hear a certain album and they be like, I don't know if they're going to top this ever. And I kind of felt like that about Kanye. I was just like, because I know some people say, uh, they'll, they'll say, like, you know, College Dropout is his greatest album. And then, it, so for me, it might be like College Dropout, then this album. Or, or actually, it might be this album, then College Dropout. And, um, but it's like, when I heard this, I was like, I don't know if he gonna, if he's gonna top this. Because, just like what we were saying about Rick Ross, on Devil in a New Dress, that might be the hardest Rick Ross verse I've ever heard. Like, it's like everybody came with the highest level of rapping on that album. Except for uh, Jay-Z's verse on Monster. That verse was trash. Facts. Facts. Um, Because honestly, I even loved Kanye's verse on on Monster. Like, I, I loved his verse. And uh, it, Nikki, Nikki had a verse. Nikki snapped, and then uh, so appalled. Pusha T's verse, saw how the Prince verse. Like this man was just, it, it, it's he put together a masterpiece of an album, and put a film with it. It's like because honestly. All the way up to like went all the way from college dropout to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, I think are all classic albums. I think the albums after that are not classic. I think Watch the Throne is a classic. And uh, but as far as like the solo Kanye albums, it's like there's like no more solo Kanye albums after my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It was like classic, 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 classic. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy was. A, a huge classic, and then it was just like the albums after that that he did, where it was just him rapping, wasn't classic. It was just like it were good, solid albums, but there wasn't classics. But it's like when my beautiful dark twisted fantasy came, that was just like the classics of all classics on his album. Like when it came to his albums, because I think College Dropout is a classic. I think Play Registration, Graduation. 808 and Heartbreaks, and then My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Those are like five classic albums to me. And uh, But My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was just beautiful. It was beautiful from beginning to end. Like Runaway, So Appalled, uh, Devil in a New Dress. Uh, it was just, man, his highest level of rapping he got people on there with their highest level of rapping, the production. Like when I heard that Rick Ross burst on Devil in a New Dress, I think that might be the best I've ever heard Rick Ross, probably ever. Like that was that whole that whole album is to me is just beautiful. Gorgeous. I think that's the most lyrical I've ever heard Kanye on Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't think I've ever heard Kanye rap like that before. And Devil in a New Dress is probably one of the greatest rap instrumentals, the beat. That that's oh. one of the greatest beats I've ever heard in my life. It's so it's such a climactic beat that when Rick Ross comes on it, it's it, man, mm. man, it's it's insane. And 
you know, I knew I knew it was going to be I knew Kanye was going to snap whenever I saw him do that performance on MTV uh, at the MTV Music Awards when he was in that red suit and um, mm-hmm. and Pusha T came out. I was like, oh, man, you um, about, about to snap on this goddamn album. So, yeah, that, that yeah. was ridiculous. And, you know, the fact that he that he even got, you know, Raekwon on Gorgeous and oh man um one thing that 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 really made me mad though was rizza didn't have a verse on so appalled and man yes bro i feel like if rizza had had a verse on that man man yeah that was insane that whole album bro is just incredible man i might listen to that when we get off of here bro this that album is insane you know it's beginning that you said um everything before doctors to fantasy is a classic from kanye i i never thought that graduation was a classic really yeah there there's there's too many skips on there for me man it's the the drunken hot girls was was terrible barry bonds was terrible um i did not like stronger wait wait you didn't like barry bonds no Lil Wayne's verse on that was trash. It was terrible. No, no, no. But the just Kanye part. I love Kanye's part. Eh. Eh. <laughs> eh. No, no, no. I, I hated Wayne's verse. I'm not gonna even lie. I, I hated his verse on that. Yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't messing with that. And there there's I think there's one other song on there that I don't like. But yeah, I, I never, you don't I never thought graduation was a classic, man. I, I, I know I know you didn't like the song Stronger. Yeah, I hate it stronger. Um, I hate yeah. looking hot girls. I don't like that song either. Barry Bonds, and there's there's one Barry, other song Barry, on there. You, know what? Man, you, you almost making me think that that probably wasn't a. You know what's so funny? A lot of people that I know say they think Graduation is Kanye's best album. Yeah, no. Yeah, so you know what? Now that you say that, it's really making me think he really probably got four classics because, or well, wait. Hmm. I'm because college dropping is is a classic to I'm me. Giving, I think 808 and I'm giving Kanye three. I think college dropout is a classic, late registration, and dark is a fantasy. And that, that's it. I'm done after that. Bro, you know what? That's what my mind just started thinking too. Like, um, because I think at one point I used to think late registration was a classic. Late re- late registration is a classic to me. Yeah, I would say yeah, that is a classic. And then 808 and Heartbreak. Late man, yeah, late think, registration. There was a long time when I used to fight with myself. I used to fight with myself and I used to ask myself which which album is better out of college dropout and late registration? Because late registration, that that shit yes. has we major that has uh yes. on my way home with common crack music with game mm-hmm. uh diamond mm-hmm. remix. Roses, yeah. uh, Hey Mama, same, bro. I, I I had to battle within myself to see which one was better because that that college dropout is so hard because of the people that he got on it and the way he was rapping. Like he got Jay Z, Most Def, Talib, Common, uh, oh yeah, Ludacris. He did. It's like it's so it's so hard. But no, 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 no. College dropout and late registration are definitely cla- definitely classics. Um. Yeah, you know what? I think you might be right. I think he might at least have 
Kanye at least has three classics because my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is the classic, classic among classics as far as his discography. And because I think I used to, I think I used to just say 808 and Heartbreaks was a classic, but now that I think about it, I don't know. Yeah, Kanye dude. at least has three. He, he he at least has three classics. Because if we, I'm, if I'm a stamp something classic, I'm, it's gonna definitely be College Dropout, Late Registration, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and it's like with 808 and Heartbreaks, that still would be considered a good album, even if it's not a classic. And then, uh. Graduation has two or three skippable songs. So yeah, Graduation to me would be a good album, but it's still, there's some skippable songs. But yeah, I would at least give Kanye three classics for sure. Yeah, College Dropout, man. That that album, like when I think about that album, it just, it just makes me think, because sometimes I even ask myself like, man, is College Dropout better than Dark Sister Fantasy? College Dropout was just a different time, man. I think the reason why I like College Dropout so much is because that was a different Kanye, man. And we're not we're not going to get that Kanye ever again. That was a that was a, mm-hmm. um, a Kanye that was against racism. That was, you know, just that was that was just mm-hmm. a different Kanye, man. And, you know, most Def was on there and Talib Kweli, Common, you know, Freeway, Jay-Z, all of those people were on that album. And when I look at that track list, man, I'm just like College Dropout is like the greatest thing ever. But yeah, yeah. Dark, Dark Twisted Fantasy was such a musical album that that album is it's 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 really hard, man. Like that, that but that's how great Kanye's catalog is. Um, facts, facts. Yeah, man. Because I mean, that the first track on Dark Twisted Fantasy, Dark Fantasy, and Tiana Taylor is at the beginning. Like, man, man, it's yeah, exactly that. Man, it, it's I always have a battle battle within myself on certain Kanye albums, like which which one is better than the other as far as like the college dropout and uh my beautiful dark twist of fantasy and late registration, like because I think at one point I didn't I was I was like I didn't really consider late registration a classic until like I sat down and listened to it again. And I was like, dang, this album was actually really incredible. Like this album, because a lot of I know some people that don't even really like late registration. I'm like, the album was some amazing work. Like the way he was rapping, the way other people was like rapping on the song, like Nas and Jay and uh, Common. Yeah, it, it's just, yeah, it's it's crazy. But I, for sure, those are definitely he's his three classics for sure i begged my mom to buy me late registration that year in 2005 mm-hmm. when it came out and she went mm-hmm. and she bought me the clean version and still to this day i have the that same clean version on my ipod to this day <laughs> and yeah i really need to to download the the explicit version because i'm kind of tired of listening to it with the with the beeps but yeah, man, I, I begged my mom to buy me late registration, and yeah, that that album has been a classic to me since since I first heard it. That that album is incredible yeah. to me, and again, like I said, I go back and forth all the time to try to to try to battle myself and try to figure out which one out of late registration and college dropout is better, and I can never ever get to the bottom of that. But yeah, it's hard, bro. Yeah, man, late. Uh, uh, my beautiful darkness of fantasy is a a perfect album. Um from top mm-hmm. to bottom 
Um, masterpiece. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. And I remember when Joe Budden and DJ Academics were on Everyday Struggle and they had a big argument because Joe Budden said that Dark Sister Fantasy was not a classic. And then he had to come back wow. and apologize because everybody on his Twitter was like, going at his ass like saying that he didn't know shit and he didn't know hip hop and he didn't blah 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 and he was he had to apologize and say that it was, yeah. it was a classic because yeah that that there's no way that that album is not a classic I don't care he was, he was big tripping I don't know what he was on when he said that because I thought like I mean I know a lot of people like you can't stamp something a classic after you hear it but man when I heard it for the first time it gave me a feeling and I was like and it was a feeling that a lot of like I don't get, I don't just get that feeling off of every album. But man, when I heard that album, I, it gave me a feeling like I was like, yeah, this, this is a classic. I, and I was like, I can tell, I like I'm about to be listening to this album a million times. And yeah, it, it's like it, if they didn't stamp it as a classic, it was gonna be a classic in my heart because I was like, this album is insane so yeah big shout out to kanye for that album because that that's to me some of his best work and the fact that he put a film with it and and the the art behind the film like and the ballerinas dancing with when it came to runaway and man that man incredible bro yeah and i i tell i tell people all the time like that that's the one album that i wish I could have been a fly on the wall whenever it was being created. You know, the fact that they went to Hawaii and he had Beyonce, yeah. he had Big Sean, he had Tiana, he had Jay, Pusha, he had every everybody. I think he said he had Nas out there at one point. Nicki Minaj was there. Uh, Ross was Ross. there. Wu-Tang yeah. was yeah. there. I would love like yeah. to have been a fly on the wall to see the creation of that album because I bet you those studio sessions were fucking crazy. Bruh, we need a documentary on the creation of that album. Yes. Yes. Like we need I man, I I I hope one day there's some type of footage that they release like a documentary for that cuz I want to see what everybody was doing like preparing for the album because I remember I was watching the interview of Pusha T and he let Pusha T write to every track on the album, like every beat on the album. He said, like, write to whatever, like, to every single one of these beats. And uh, and so I was like, he was like, you're going to be somewhere on this album. So I was like, write to every song, like every beat that that's on this album and every like, we're going to choose which ones that you're going to be on. But the fact that he gave that much freedom to Pusha T to like write to every single beat is just like, bro, like I'm, I'm, I'm literally trying to put pieces together for this album. It's like he, he became like, like the name of the album, uh, life of Pablo. He was, he was, he became Picasso, bro. He he was really, he was really putting together an incredible piece of art. Like he went, he went on another level with it. It was insane. Yeah, I agree. Oh, that man, that was that was a 
a time because when I when I listen to Dark Twisted Fantasy, it I don't know, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just a fan in me of Kanye. I just always think to myself, like, man, we're ne- we're never gonna get this Kanye ever again. Like this 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 con this part of Kanye is gone. Like it it sucks to think about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but you know, I mean after but when I heard that album, I, I kinda knew we wasn't gonna have the same Kanye even before all of the craziness happened because it's like once you hit a, a certain once you create an album super great. It's so much pressure to create an album like that again. And it's like you want to put out a great album, but it's like it still doesn't live up to a a certain album that you put out. Like it's like it'll be good. It'll be close to great. But it'd be like I don't know if I could put something out that great again. And some people can do it, but it's hard to consistently do that. And uh, yeah, I. Because I feel like everything else after my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was not classics. They just like good albums, and some are just okay. Uh, like well, like Watch the Throne. That's a that's a classic to me. And then, uh, but like as far as like Life of Pablo, Life of Pablo is good, but it's not a classic. Uh, it's like yeah, but yeah, I, I kind of figured we wasn't gonna get the same Kanye when it came to that, so. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, salute to Kanye for making that album. I feel like that album is going to be, you know, one of those albums that we're going to be listening to, you know, 20, 30 years from now. So mm-hmm. uh, it'll definitely for be sure. around. Um, but yeah, um, some honorable mentions I want to kind of go over is uh, Crit Was Here came out 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just saw where he uh, actually got that album on Apple, so people can go get that on Apple now. Um, yep, dope project. And um, the Roots, how I got over, uh, came out in 2000. Incredible, love that album. So yeah, honorable mentions to those. Uh, Ghostface, Apollo Kids came out 2010. Um, I think. Currency Pilot Talk One came out. Uh, one or two, I can't remember if it was was it one. I think Pilot Talk One came out two thousand ten. I can't remember uh, I when it came. To Pilot Talk Currency. One. Um. So salute to to Currency. Um. What else came out two thousand ten that we can give honorable mentions to? What about Overly Dedicated? I thought that was good. Oh yeah, by Kendrick. Yep, definitely Overly Dedicated. Uh, salute to Kendrick. Uh, That's definitely a classic. Um, I think uh, "Fan of a Fan" the mixtape came out. Oh yeah, that's uh, yep. Salute Chris Brown. I was, yep, I thought that was great. I didn't like the "Fan of a Fan" album, but the "Fan of a Fan" mixtape was great to me. Yeah. Um, Mac Miller uh, "Kids" came out. Yep. Rest in peace to Mac Miller. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Um, let me see. Ludacris "Battle of the Sexes" came out. Uh. Let me see. Kid Cudi, Man oh, on yeah. the Moon 2. Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon 2 came out. Definitely. Yep. Great Salute. album. Salute Kid Cudi. Um, yep. Um, see, I think T.I. No Mercy came out. I don't know how I felt about that album. I remember liking like the first couple of tracks on that album because I remember he had that opening track with Kid Cudi and Kanye on it, and I just thought that shit was dope as hell. Um, yeah, yeah. 
He had a few songs on there that were actually pretty good. I don't know if that was just that wasn't a heavy album in my rotation though. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, it was some good stuff. It was some good stuff in 2010. Yeah, man. Uh I think we kinda we kinda covered all the important ones. For sure, for sure. Like and uh yeah, a lot of those were in my rotation, like as far as between the mixtapes and the uh the albums. But uh yeah, bro. Like, I love discussing this, uh, and, and it's crazy that we're discussing that those albums and mixtapes were 10 years ago, that which doesn't even feel like 10 years, I feel like five, honestly. Yeah, it, it definitely doesn't feel like 10 years. That that time went by extra fast, and it's just, it's amazing to see, you know, where all of those artists are now in their career. You know, Drake being the biggest rapper, and Kanye just somewhere else just just he just did a complete 360 and you know nikki is is a top female rapper and yeah it's just yeah it's it's crazy to see that all this has happened with you know within 10 years so yeah for sure like loot to all them guys all them guys are legendary that we talked about they've contributed a lot to our culture and you know i look forward to seeing what they do in the future, except for Kanye, because I don't really want to hear any of his non-secular <laughs> shit. So, oh, yeah. Um, anything else you want to add in there? Uh, I mean, they're not really rap, but uh, I think that's Raymond versus Raymond came out by Usher. I thought that was a great album. Um, Erica Badu uh, came out, right? Yeah, the I think it was the New America Part 2. Yeah. Yep, that came out 2010. It was a it was a Rihanna album. Was it uh Loud? Loud? Was Loud 2010? Yeah, Loud was 2010 because yeah, Talk Their Talk was yeah, Talk Their Talk. Yeah, was, so yeah, yeah, Loud was 2010. So man, that was some that was some incredible albums, bro. That was a legendary year for music. That was great, definitely. That was really good. But yeah, um, nah, man, I, I think that's pretty much uh. I mean, yeah, those are pretty much like the albums that just that I love to listen to for sure. At least like, you know, the the first few rap albums we were talking about and the mixtapes and uh yeah, man. And then as far as the like on the R and B side, like Raymond versus Raymond by Usher and uh Loud by Rihanna and yeah, it's it was a lot of great stuff. But uh nah, that's that's pretty much it on my end. Like it just happy anniversary to those albums and mixtapes because I still live with those to this day. I still listen to them. So big shout out to all of those great artists. Yeah, definitely. Happy anniversary to all those. Uh, just like he said, happy anniversary to all those albums and mixtapes. I feel like a lot of a lot of artists that are around today were inspired by those projects. Um, there's a lot of great, great music on those albums and mixtapes. And, you know, you guys set the bar really, really high with a lot of those albums. And I feel like a lot of that stuff won't be matched ever. And, you know, I feel sorry for all the people that, you know, didn't get to witness a lot of those albums and a lot of those projects. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah, man. So great music, love, love all of those projects. And, uh, 
Yeah, man, this is great. Um, There's a lot of um, – real quick before we end it, I just wanted to touch on uh, all the music that's coming out because I don't know if it's just me or, like I always say, man, I just keep getting spoiled. But Freddie Gibb mm-hmm. just dropped an album with The Alchemist, and mm-hmm. The Alchemist it has been bugging this whole year because he dropped an album with Conway the Machine from Griselda, and he dropped an album – with uh Boldy James. Do you do you remember seeing Boldy James? Boldy James. Yes, bro. <laughs> he opened up for Royce at the Prime One concert in 2014. And Ain't he signed to Nas, if I'm not mistaken? He's uh I think he he is signed to Mass Appeal, but he just uh became the newest member of Griselda. So now oh. Yeah. yeah, now it's West Side Gun, Conway, Benny, and uh, Boldy James. But I really just want to oh, touch on um, his album that came out with The Alchemist. It's called The Price of Tea in China. And for all of you guys who love, you know, uh, introspection, lyrics, storytelling, please, please, please go check that album out. It's a phenomenal album. The Alchemist is is bodying everything. We finally got to hear Jay Z over an Alchemist beat. Uh, he just Ooh. dropped the uh, the Freddie Gibbs, um, t- uh, the Freddie Gibbs album. Boldy James, Conway came out with his Lulu project. So the Alchemist is, is fucking killing it right now. Like, yeah, that's insane. So I want nah, it, to. It's incredible, bro. Seeing like Boldy James live and then to see him with them, like. That's that's incredible to see artists come up like that. Yeah, man. So, so salute to him. Um, I cannot wait to hear this. Run the jewels four. That's coming. Same. Um, Pusha T said he's supposed to be doing a project with Mad Lib. I can't wait to hear that. Um, ready. I'm ready for that. Sky ready Zoo. For that. Sky Zoo is coming out with a new EP in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, man. This, they they on a roll with this good music, bro. This this is insane. It's, I, I I feel you. I feel like I'm getting spoiled, bro. Yeah, man. It's a lot of great music coming out. But yeah, I just wanted to touch on that, man. A lot of a lot of good stuff coming out. A lot of good stuff to look forward to as far as music goes. But yeah, we um we appreciate y'all for listening to episode ten of the TNT podcast. Uh, once again, we can't. You know, we we are grateful uh, to be here. We we appreciate all the support, all the shares, and. You know, everybody giving us feedback and, you know, we love doing this. You know, we 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 built this platform just because we love to talk about hip hop. This is what we do even when we're not recording. So this is this is just a natural thing that me and my brother do. So, you know, we we just appreciate y'all. We want to continue to do this. I can't wait to get, you know, episode 11, 12, 13, 14, 25, 38 out to you guys. And, yeah, we're just going to keep going with this. Yeah, man, and uh, I think it's gonna be even a bonus with this with this versus battle thing we got going. So that's like a a bonus to to uh, episode ten. That's just even better. It's just that that makes I think makes things even more fun with this with this versus battle. So yeah, that's it's it's just a I'm enjoying this, bro, a lot. Yeah, man, me too, man. And yeah, yeah, don't forget to check out that versus battle. Uh, Jay-Z versus Kanye B-Sides on Tellurian's Instagram, which I don't even know why I'm saying this because by the time this episode comes out, this battle will have already happened. So, 
I don't even know why. But, yeah, but, you know, it's it's cool though because like, yo, we we got the flyer and all of that. We've been we've been putting it out there, so you know, and uh, people gonna be tuning in. I've been telling people about it, so hey, man, yeah, it's just dope to hear it here, like just to talk about it on the podcast. So yeah, so even I'm, though it, like by the time it, it'll be it'll be done by the time the podcast come over uh come out, and uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a good one. It's going to be great, bro. Yeah, man. This is TNT episode 10. And until next time.